Hey, everybody, we want to welcome you to the special video edition of the Get Your Geek On podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Charles Kiewatz. Robert Dokes. Anthony Arsenio. Bringing you the best and latest geek news this week. And this is a special edition. As news broke yesterday, huge, huge news from the Justice League set. And we're going to jump into everything here. I uh, wanted to launch into one bit, though, that we were correct in our very first episode. We predicted Steppenwolf as the villain yep. and the three mother boxes as being a key story point. And that was confirmed on the sets. That's a great win for us here all of our news has panned out we've yet to be wrong about things true so i gotta love that it says that we you know we have a solid show going here but what are your thoughts obviously we'll jump off first steppenwolf is confirmed as our villain i personally don't have a problem with it i think it's a great way to tie the mother boxes together you plant the seed for dark side you have that ability that we know parademons are going to be a big part of the plot but, I mean, how do you guys feel as them, is that being your launching point to bring the team together? I think it's pretty good. I mean, he's more of a lesser-known villain. He's not very imbued into the pop culture of the DC universe. But I don't. I also don't think they should, like, bust the proverbial nut with Darkseid yet anyways. No. But apparently what they're doing with the script is that they've already, they're assuming that the when that prologue scene that happens that they've been talking about is that Earth, ancient Earth, uh, Atlanteans, Amazons have already defeated Darkseid. And so he is gone so I guess Steppenwolf is going to be his herald trying to recollect those mother boxes that they lost. Yeah, so basically the prologue, as it's been described to us, involves Zeus, the Atlanteans, the humans, and the Themyscarians. Basically, it's Lord of the Rings-style prologue, shows the big battle of Darkseid. Oh, Justice League? Yeah, how they were defeated, and then how the three mother boxes were divided up between the three races. Um, it has been confirmed Zoom will be a part of that. I love that they're actually calling the Amazons the Themyscarians now rather yeah, than just good. the Amazons. That's really cool. Yeah. But I like the idea of that being the reason for the three races to have to come together. It also really justifies Wonder Woman and Aquaman's place there as being the ambassadors of those races, if you want to call it that. Mm. One of the most interesting things here that I want to jump off with is they describe the big rooftop scene, which we'll get into here in a minute. But Zack Snyder has said they have not filmed a scene with the whole Justice League yet. That being said, obviously Superman and Green Lantern are the ones that we're waiting to see. In your opinion, how do they bring Superman back in this film? And when do they do it? I say it's the last 30 minutes of the movie. I think he comes back and he's more powerful. That depends, because if you want the Green Lanterns, and the way they've been talking about the Green Lanterns was is the Green Lanterns like the second most powerful force in the universe to deal with this. So I would say you probably maybe bring him back uh, end of second act of the film. Oh, yeah. To let yeah. him get some good Superman action get, in, the get some good in the third act. And so, and then you bring the Green Lanterns in third act midway. I have, you have wow. to bring, with it being confirmed. See the whole core is so <laughs> well, great. That, now that it's one movie and not two movies, which was another huge announcement, you kind of have to. I don't think that you can just do Green Lantern in his origin movie. You have to, no. even if it's just an after credit scene. Sure. I would take that. Just you well, know, how Jordan's showing up after the battle. Like, what the hell is going he on? He hasn't been cast or anything, right? I really think, and we were, I was talking to Robert about this before. I think that DC may go the route with Green Lantern that Marvel did with Spider-Man. Kind of just deny, 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 not show it in any of the trailers. And it's one of those things that shows up in the movie because, and this is why I say this, so much was given away in this set report. So much about story, so much about the four main characters that we know. Didn't talk anything about Henry Cavill other than the fact he's been spotted with long hair and nothing about Green Lantern yet. But when we watched the Justice League special with Kevin Smith and Jeff Johns, Green Lantern <laughs> was confirmed for Justice League. This is yeah. not speculation. 
he confirmed it. He was proud to confirm it. So that being said, they had to have known when that special aired, they were only doing one movie. Apparently, they've known all along they were only doing one movie. Mm -hmm. That being said, they would not come out with an announcement like that if it was not going to be in it. So I really think we're going to see him at the tail end of this movie. I'm praying for it, and I the whole Justice League line and everything else like that really makes me believe it. So let me uh, let me go let me go with something here because I don't think it's going to. I would say you do it the Spider Man way, but you also assume that they're in the universe. You don't give an explanation just based on previous Green Lantern film. He just shows up. He's there. People ask questions, and you deal with the aftermath later. It could also be a Comic Con announcement. You got to remember, they got to have something to bring to Comic Con in two yeah. weeks, which it's confirmed they're going to be there. Pour it out like a ton of news. How great would that be if they yeah. brought out the full cast and here's Green Lantern, boom, 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 and whoever it is, and that would make Comic Con go crazy. You yeah. would win Comic Con with that alone. You unite the seven <laughs> on stage. Yeah. Think of how crazy Comic Con went last year just for seeing the their, Trinity up there. Yeah. yeah. And that's been their marketing ploy for the last year. Unite the seven. And they really, and that's the thing is the marketing campaign has been unite the seven, not the. Yeah. So we know it's one movie. We know Green Lantern's confirmed. We know they're uniting the seven. I, all signs point to him being Ooh, there. The fact that it's I'm like excited. this. I think it's just a clever deep coin. It's the, next year, right? It is. Next it is uh, November seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Coming up. Opens up against nice. the second uh, installment of the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them trilogy. Oh. So that'll be an interesting double That's feature night That's for me. That's kind of Warner Brothers shooting himself in the foot there. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. I think I think that I think Fantastic Beasts gets pushed a week or two. Honestly, I don't see that sticking as a, an opening date because you you really are you just screwing yourself over because that's box office yeah you're not domination you, yeah both. exactly i mean you, you put those out two weeks apart you run the box office for a month yeah so i mean that's that's a no-brainer there one of the biggest things though that we also announced is we got willem defoe's role was revealed as okay. Volko, cool. which I think is a little bit of a waste, honestly. I think it's cool. I like the idea that you're, you you have that Atlantean history and, yeah. like, the previous kings. And we were also talking about uh, Tormund from uh, Game of Thrones. Tormund Giants, man. The guy uh, uh, has been cast as uh, Atlantis yeah, yep. is, is an Atlantean king. That makes king. me excited for, like, an Aquaman feature, because if they do, like, Throne of Atlantis yeah, I think you might be stuff. the only person on the planet saying they're excited for an Aquaman well, movie. Well, I'll second that, because I do want to see what Jason Momoa does with the character. I mean, like, you... They've they've hyped this character for the last year. They certainly we've seen him in costume. They have that picture. Yeah, show it. Yeah, you know, you know, go for it. I mean, yeah. uh, Jeff Johns wrote a story in Justice League called Throne of Atlantis. That yeah, it was an Aquaman centric story, and it was one of the best Justice League stories in the last. Like, yeah, 10 and they years. did the movie. They the movie came out. Animated the movie, movie was came, good too. Yeah, I forgot, forgot really they great. turned that into an animated I'm gonna movie. I'm going to take the corny out and say that Robot Chicken has ruined Aquaman for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I can just never see I like anything. Aquaman. He's other from than the same those. area I'm from. Name? Just, oh, from he's Atlantis. He's yeah. actually from like he's actually from like around here. And, well, in the new Fifty Two, he's like from around like Rockport. Yeah, and, and most of the time it's been like he's been from this place in Maine. Yeah, and his dad was see, like, I would watch a Boston centric Aquaman. Well, movie. that's the like, thing in the Throne of Atlantis. The when the big tidal wave comes, it attacks Boston. That's where they fight. Goodwill Hunting Aquaman. Yeah. Matt Damon. No, just <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> Matt <Crawfish>. Damon. <laughs> oh, man. Amazing news coming out. Uh, one of the other great big scenes that we got here is the rooftop scene, which is apparently Commissioner Gordon on a Gotham rooftop being introduced to Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, and Cyborg. It's a huge scene. Apparently, for the way it's described, it may be Cyborg's introduction to the to the league itself, his first time joining them. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the idea of the description of the scene, if you've read it at all, and the idea of Gordon being the kind of Jarvis, if you want to call him that, the comparative mm. fiber here, of, of kind of being the intermediary for the league? 
I have no problem with that. Yeah, either. I have no problem with it. J.K. Simmons is just such a good actor. I'll buy him in anything. I think he's going to bring an amazing uh, sense of like levity and real. Uh, he has that really dual sense of acting where he can go really. If you've seen uh, is it not Drumline Whiplash? Yeah. yeah. If you've seen Whiplash with him, like he can go really dramatic, but then we've seen him as Joan, J. Jonah Jameson. So he has the comedy chops and too. And he was hilarious. And we talked about this, I think, last week, but uh, in Party Down, he, yep. he's well, a guest on a couple episodes of that. One of the things that I love too is that they are really trying to make this a much lighter movie, which I think will appeal to a much broader audience, but also it's going to bring a lot more sense of the fandom yep. back rather than just this dark, gritty, like, I'm mad at the world. There really seems to be much more sense of just common bonding and setting up your universe a lot well, more just, than just look at the synopsis they really learned from batman vs superman is what i'm trying well, yeah, to say. And the whole yeah. point is is like when you look at the synopsis is like bruce wayne batman has you know restored faith in humanity works with his new ally diana prince to go f- and it's like this whole thing to make the justice league so it, they i think they understood the mistakes that they made in uh, batman v superman they are trying to correct that trying to make the movie a little more lighthearted. i mean like look what happened they went and shot, reshot Suicide Squad to me, have a little more levity. So they understand you need to have some form of humor in there. One um, of the other scenes that we were privy to hearing a great description of is Batman meeting the Flash. Flash. And I got to oh, tell yeah. you, that sounds like one of the greatest scenes. Basically, the Flash lives in a warehouse with tons of televisions and surveillance monitors suspended from the ceiling. He comes home, flips the switch on to find Bruce Wayne standing up there. Uh, basically, he confronts him. Bruce Wayne shows him the surveillance footage from the gas station that we see in BBS. He denies that it's him. Uh, they have a short exchange where leads Batman to throw a battering at Ezra Miller as the Flash, which we then see that he turns at super speed, looks at the battering, then catches it, realizes Bruce Wayne is Batman, confronts him about it. Batman has a quick little line like, uh, you're the Batman and you're fast. And he's like, that's an oversimplification. Mm-hmm. So basically we're going get to get to see a lot about the Flash's powers here. Basically he's been experimenting with his powers. One of the biggest things they did talk about was the first suit, his prototype suit that we're going to see, 148 pieces Made from stolen space suit armor and 3D printed armor. I really like the idea of that. I think that the idea of a Flash just discovering his powers on his own. Mm -hmm. You got to remember, in the CW, he had the benefit of Star Labs and Eobard Thawne, who was a speedster and knew everything. So the idea of a guy that doesn't know about his powers and is just learning and trying to piece together his own... I really like that take on it, which... Keep in mind, I was one of the biggest critics about Ezra Miller being cast as the Flash. I'm, I'm still not. I'm still, still going to hold my I'm judgment until I see footage, but I like the idea of that for the suit. I like the idea of the little gimmick with the shoes. He's got yeah. the shoes with the Flash symbol on each side and underneath, and apparently those are like friction-proof shoes. And then over the course of the movie, Batman will design his suit. But uh, I mean, what do you thoughts? I want to see a really cool Flash suit. But, I mean, that's a really cool take on the suit. The idea of him like super speeding into places, stealing little pieces of yeah, armor, and I heard things he like had, that. Like the little, he had like all these little coils all over the yeah, suit. The which will conduct the, yeah. uh, the electricity and stuff like that. And apparently they're going for, like, it's a, it's a damaging effect almost, like his speed force lightning when he runs and things like that. Like, it, it greatly affects the surroundings around him, which it I should. really like. You really need to distance yourself from the CW and what they've done with it. So I mm-hmm. like the idea of a much more violent speed force effect. And the the also thing about the armor is that could be what we saw in Batman versus Superman. That could be one of his first experiments with time travel. True, the way the, like, the, the armor clunk, was clunk, breaking clunk, clunk, clunk. off yeah. and stuff like yeah. that around him. So I really like that idea. I mean, that's a really fresh take, because that's what we're all going here because we all have this Grant Gustin image built in our heads what the Flash should be 
And it can be a couple different things. So I kind of like it's almost incorporating like an Earth 2 vibe to it or an Injustice type armor. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. Yeah, Obviously, did. we know the he's going to get a new suit. trailer that came out last week. It did look like yeah. when like the helmet came up, it kind of looked like his suit I'm, from BVS. I'm pretty sure when the Never Realms was like, here's what it's going to look like. Because that that didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, well, yeah, uh, and DC's been lately with, with Rebirth. DC's yeah. been touting their whole synergy between the movies, the TV shows, and the video games, and everything. They kind of want everything on the same and page. Which I love that. Like that's the one thing that we talked about here a couple weeks ago when it was first announced that Superman was going to be on Supergirl. We had we'd said that there had to have been some big shakeups at DC for that to even happen. And now we're seeing these ripple effects now with Justice League being condensed to one movie, with all these casting and everything just coming out. Like DC really has their plan together. It seems like it seems like there's a lot more thought going into this rather than here's three characters get him in a movie ASAP. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm a lot more excited for the future of the DC cinematic universe than I was I, when I saw Batman vs Superman. I will say it this way, and you guys can choose to disagree with me if you want. If they nail this movie right, they're right on par with Marvel. Oh, if, yeah. you, oh, if, you, if you get the Easy. league together absolutely. right in your first movie, everyone will lose the Batman vs Superman hate. The Man of Steel hate goes away because if you get there in three movies. It's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it's really good. And yeah. if you nail it, like everyone's gonna critique the Flash. I think the Flash is by far gonna be the most critiqued character out of this movie. Well, even even more so now. I mean, what we're gonna talk about later with with the recent, they have to get it right. They really, you know, they have to find some way to eclipse what they're doing on the show. If they don't. Then just watch the show. Who's gonna want to go see the movie, movie when there's exactly. a free TV show? And for what I'm thinking of. You got to figure that the most of this movie is going to be the four of them, Batman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and The Flash. So you got to figure out of those four, Flash is by far the most powerful. You could argue Cyborg, depending on what they choose to do with his technology and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like you have to showcase The Flash as a powerful player in this movie. You need to establish the fact that this guy can do some crazy stuff. He has a cosmic base of superpowers. It, it comes from the source wall. You know like, what I, I mean? want to see some pretty cool stuff. I mean, obviously, the TV show has shown us a lot from phasing to time travel to... Everything like that, but I really want to see some cool stuff done with his powers. Also, the the great thing that they have with this is Cyborg. Cyborg's never been represented on screen. He's everyone loves him he from the Teen Titans. He was in, he was in Smallville in the Justice yeah. episode, but, but I'm saying like never. He, yeah, was, not, he only had a two yeah, episode yeah, yeah. arc, but never in this. And he was never really Cyborg. That was it was yeah. all internal with him. So the yeah. idea of being able to play off that character. One thing I was, did express, Robert, I'm a little hesitant that everything other than his face is CGI. I could have gone for some practical effects with a chess piece, things like yeah. that. That's easily done. They should have just did that. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a little bit tragic for me. Apparently, he's he's rocking a mocap suit, and then he's got something over his eye, his chest, yeah. and his arm for his gun. Uh, but, I mean, that's going to be a little bit iffy to me because CGI, if it's not done right, it especially like in dark settings like Gotham and stuff like it looks that, bad. it well, looks even really outside, bad. I, mean, like, I was a little concerned when I saw it in BVS, which it was like... Yeah, Doomsday wasn't that bad though for an entirely black setting. Really? I like, thought that was the worst part. I there was parts of that that were done pretty well. Like the whole whenever he's fighting Wonder Woman and stuff like that, it, the, the CGI meshes pretty well with yeah. the practical. When you consider that all of Gotham was green screened, like that whole sequence was green screened. So I mean, it's it's pretty good. But the idea you could of throw him, a stone there from Metropolis too. True, <laughs> but the idea of him being completely CGI, I'm a little hesitant about. I mean, what do you think? What do you want to see brought to the cyborg character? I mean, this is something that I'm really carrying well, no expectations. Uh, going in well I, I think i mean like in terms of this is another one where you have you have a little bit of fan expectation because of the teen titans series um, now before i let you mention that in any iteration of the comics was he ever created with a mother box yep 
Yep. Okay. So that's yeah. not something they just created. No, so and if one of the things that they talked about with, especially again, when they started the animated, the animated movies that they've been doing, that was established uh, in the first Justice League, do got Justice League Doom. Was it it was Doom when Cyborg comes yeah, in. Yeah, that's what we reviewed yeah, that on AC on DC. Yeah, Justice League Doom, or it's and the animated movies. Yeah. In the animated movies that he has made, you know, his technology is made from a mother box. He can communicate with it. Um, yeah, in the New Fifty Two, he is built from a mother box. Lost. He's the one that pings them to Apocalypse Thanks. to fight Darkseid. Yeah. Now, what were you launching into, Anthony? About as far because as your expectations? in terms of that, so you have in, in terms of recent. Uh, in terms of recent iterations, I think everybody, anybody who's seen the Cartoon Network Teen Titans series, you know, that's like next to Justice League. That was one of the best DC things so on. Good. And so good. And now it's Teen Titans Go. Yeah, Teen Titans Go, which is, you know, Kari Payton still does the voice of Cyborg. It's still funny, though. It's, like it's it. still funny, but it doesn't have that oomph that it used to. Because no, that was like that. Really, I don't like the animation style. Yeah. The anime, well, because it was meant to, the original one was meant to be more anime, but Kari, that was like one of the first, you know, visual representations that you had of Cyborg in a medium um, as a superhero, which people kind of, if you grew up with it, you remember it. And to see, you know, he's been on the scene for a little while, outside of so what we've seen, you know, the the, the smaller screen DC Universe uh, animated stuff. But man, I, I I really want them to nail this, just because the character is interesting and where, which way do they go? Do they go with, uh, you know, are they gonna go with the, what kind of Vic Stone are we gonna see? That's what we're I want to see how he gets recruited, honestly, how they even figure it's out about powerful. It. Powerful. So powerful. So I'm excited. I mean, if you had to nail one thing that they have to get Cyborg right in the movie, what would it be? I want to see, like, his... The gun arm is it for me. Gun arm's good, but, I mean, as far as, like, character, I'd love to just see the levity that he brings to the Justice League. Because in the comics, he's like... I don't think you're going to get much... Le the the way that so. he seems... He kind of seems like a tortured soul kind of aspect. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, with. he's got a Nintendo 64 built into his shoulder, you know what I mean? Okay, I think that's a little too dated. Like, <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, they... If the, he starts whipping out retro Goldeneye, I, I that, will be the first to I know stand that up and one applaud. Of the, and one of the issues of the new 52 Justice League, Shazam and Cyborg are playing Xbox off his shoulder that's pretty cool <laughs> in the watchtower because they're Shazam's one of the ones i'm honestly surprised they didn't get in especially if you were going to go the death of superman route you would think that shazam would be like your good placeholder until you the brought justice him back league. he's yeah, a major player in justice league. but i feel like that's a, that's your peter parker that's your equivalent you know what i mean oh, you, yeah. you get yeah. that young kid in there with this great power and stuff like that and the idea that that movie is going to be separate from the d i don't think that movie gets made honestly anymore well, i don't think I, that it's going to happen i do think because they have i mean they have the rock playing um black adam black adam which is so, awesome and so yeah, but honestly, now with him doing doc savage see, i don't know uh, i would have loved to see him be shazam uh, I could have seen awesome. him as well, Shazam. You could see that, yeah, because you could, you know, he's have funny. His, I could see John funny. Cena as Shazam, honestly. Oh, yeah. he's a horrible yeah. actor. That's just my personal thing. Yeah. He's a horrible so, actor. There's a reason why he was. He had his name was John in the Marine, probably because he couldn't remember his own name. <laughs> yeah. so, it's like, so it's like oh. I got my dog tags to make me remember. Like how they named <laughs> all Jason Muse's characters are Jay. And yeah, I, like, I just think that it, who are you gonna get for Shazam? Fan cast your Shazam. John Hamm, The Rock. John Hamm would be awesome. Yeah, he would be great at Shazam. Well, you need somebody. You, you know, that you, you need somebody up easily you know, enough. Yeah, I mean, like it's not even that. You you need somebody because you'd have to have the Billy Batson character. Who would you have for that? You'd have to pick that character first, and then you'd have to have that the char the actor who does Shazam. Austin Butterfield. Austin okay. Butterfield is your Billy Batson. He's John Hamm is your Shazam. Yeah, I could I see that. that. I live with that. I will live with that. Keep in mind, Austin Butterfield Chuck. was one of the contenders for Spider-Man. Spider yeah. yeah. 
and just he's a little a, bit too old, right, for the role. He's like 16, 17. Yeah, but I could then. totally see that as a Billy Batson, like a kid fresh out of the orphanage. Like maybe he ages out at oh, 18, yeah. and then, you know, things happen. I mean, there's mm, a, but that I'm just saying that it's an untapped resource because it's another thing you, where you don't have the live action representation, so you have no expectations. Yeah. You don't have any live, there's no live action rec representation, but you, we want Billy Batson well, to be someone. Well, there's the old wow, I'm really show. liking that casting now. Like, yeah. Asa Butterfield would be yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Do you ever watch the uh, the old Captain Marvel TV show? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Never been a fan. The Wisdom of Solomon. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and then that show uh, that came out around the same time, The Greatest American Hero. Oh, yes. Remember that show? The guy couldn't oh, fly wow. very well. The theme song just that show. Believe it or not, I can walk about Believe it. Yeah. it That's awesome. So we obviously know parademons are going to play a huge role in this movie, but one of the themes of Justice League is about the purpose of being a hero. Batman hit hard by the death of Superman, feels like he didn't honor him, wants to make it up to him and protect the planet. And it's basically Batman realizing that he's old at this point and he needs to kind of bring in new blood yeah. to he shouldn't be branded with criminals like, and shooting it's, people. It's going from protecting Gotham to protecting the planet. So yeah. I like the idea of that scope and things like that. Uh, one of the things I like Junkie XL returning to do the score. Um, Hans Zimmer's not coming back. I could do without Junkie XL did a great job on Batman Hans Zimmer's Superman. played out, I think, at this point. I really yeah. do. And I think he's just because he's like the John Wayne. You just want a name when it comes to composing. Yeah, you know what I mean? I feel you like want that clickbait. A lot yeah. of his stuff is very, very similar, except for like maybe his Joker theme with just those constantly rising strings that never stop. That was probably the best thing he's done. So producer Debbie Snyder was quoted as saying that they learned from the reaction of Batman vs. Superman as audiences don't want their superheroes deconstructed. Really? She also said that the darkest <laughs> part of the story has already been shown with the Doomsday Battle. Uh, so I really like that they are obviously trying to appeal to a younger audience. They want to be much more inclusive. One of the ways to do that is with Flash and Cyborg being younger characters, bringing that sense of comedy and levity. Apparently their friendship is one of the key aspects of this movie as well. Like They strike up quick friends. And that's one of the things I like to do with Barry Allen is making him this loner. Like in his scene with Batman, he makes the comment that he wants to keep the battery. He needs friends. Like the idea that like he's trying to figure out who he is, what his powers are, mm. but he knows he wants to help people, and he knows he can't do it alone. Like I just like the idea that Batman is finding these people that want to be heroes, rather than where you look at Superman. The way Man of Steel was set up, he was forced into becoming Superman. Zod held his hand. You Pretty either much, yeah, yeah. you either come out and this, do this, or I destroy the planet. So with Flash, uh, like I really like the idea of this eager young kid that wants to be able to do good, but doesn't even really know what he can do yet. Mm -hmm. So that's an interesting take on it. Cyborg, I really don't know where they're going to go with it. You can go that tortured soul. You can go the levity that we've seen with Teen Titans. I think they'll meet somewhere in the middle, yeah. and you'll get, like, in his downtime, like he's sad about what happened to him or trying to figure out. They've also said they're going to have him in plain clothes at moments throughout this film, which that's going to be weird to me to try to see yeah, that. Like, that, that well, it really it's like putting Vision in a sweater. Like, it, oh, which they did. They did. Which was awkward <laughs> to me. Like it was just, I liked it. <laughs> you would. like. I liked it. It, was, it looked really comfortable. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things, too, is we're going to get two new bat suits and tons of new bat tech. Uh, we've confronted the armored bat suit that we saw at the end of Batman vs. Superman. comes back in a big way. There's also the new tactical bat suit, which is apparently to allow for Bruce Wayne's age. It's got braces built into the legs and knees and things like that. He's old. you got to figure, this Batman's almost on 50. And uh, we're going to see a much more active Alfred as well, which is one thing I really like. Jeremy Irons, oh, I thought, so was so good in that movie, really was. Yeah. the best part of that movie. Yeah. The grizzled aspect yeah. to him that I like him. Like, he's been through the, sh the <laughs> stuff with Batman, you know what I mean? Like, it's, he's been there yeah, all no, the time. that whole thing is like, yeah, so this is, oh, you've raided the wine cellar. I was hoping to save that stuff for the next generation of Waynes. Yep. But there probably won't be another <laughs> generation. That, that rivals one of the, the lines from Dark Knight, which is... Uh, when Alfred's like, yeah, thank God you signed over all the cars to me. You can take the Rolls Royce, <laughs> yeah. but make sure you fill it up with gas. Like, just the little lines like that. But I 
I like the idea of the smaller characters. If you nail the Alfreds and the yeah. and the Jim Gordons and stuff like that, you get those little secondary those are the characters, foundations right? Of the Batman. Batman. It, that you'll you'll set up your mythos because that's the thing with the superhero movies. Even Marvel, as much as I love their movies, their non-involved characters don't really. Your Pepper Potts's, things like that, they don't hold. Well, here, to that's, me. That, here's my theory on it, and it's not really so much of a theory as it is like a collection of small facts. But Batman's always viewed as kind of like a loner superhero but if you read the first issue that he appears in of detective comics it's a conversation with him and gordon mm. that's the first thing that happens and then the twist ending is that Even bruce wayne is batman and then in the other stories of batman's origins the very first thing he does when he decides to become batman is ask alfred for help so even yeah. in batman begins the first thing he does he goes to jim gordon puts the stapler to his head exactly remember? yeah the now we're two he didn't, he didn't even have a yeah. suit yet so just yeah. like that idea of their relationship, if you get that right, that's another that's huge important. thing that you bring yeah. to your Batman. Because Ben Affleck did talk on the set about doing their Batman movie and things like that. Apparently they do have a date. That's another thing I think we get at Comic-Con, we get the release date. Is yeah. I think that's one of the big and things is their new, their new release dates. We're going to get some big news because if you get – this is what we got from a set visit. Imagine what we're going to get from Comic-Con. Oh, uh, they should use the logo from uh, – I like the new Justice like League the logo, by the way. Bat, and it says – just Batman on it. I love that logo. I the the Batman storyline. I could really care less to see what they go with that. I want to see what they do with the bat suits and and the Batman in this one. See how he interacts with the rest of the league. One cool thing about uh, the new bat suit as well is apparently it's a much bluer bat suit. Yeah, like the Jim seen. Lee Batman. Yeah, suit. which is really cool yeah, to me. I, blue I think and gray. I liked their new take on it. I liked Affleck's take on it. I thought it was really cool. Apparently they've made some more modifications so it's easier for him to wear and things like that. Yeah. But I mean, what are your thoughts yeah. on? I like the realism. So apparently Wonder Woman suit's been brightened up a little bit as well. well. Did you hear the story behind her suit and why it's, it's 5,000 years old? It's 5,000 years old and it's it's not painted red. It's just covered Stained in blood. blood. <laughs> that's how it is. Which I think it's awesome. I love the idea of having her as like the old veteran that's like, oh, yeah, you yeah. think you've been doing this for 20 years, She's buddy? I've got 5,000 years under my belt. Uh, so I think is Wonder Woman coming from, out before Justice League? Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman's next June. Awesome. And then we get Justice League three and a half months later. Awesome. But you got to figure, I mean, look at what you have in the team. You have now Batman, who's the tactical genius, genius yeah. and yeah. the guy funding everything. You have Wonder Woman, who is the battle heart in general, the mastermind of like the plans and stuff like that, and has some real powers. And no weaknesses. And now you bring in Cyborg, who's going to be your tech guy, who's going to be your hacker, who's going to be the guy to get you into things. Apparently, one of the cool things he can do is increase his mass and things like that yeah. when he fights. Ah, that's and cool. then now you bring in the Flash, who's your levity and your. Your superpower. I'm not going to say your brick or anything like that, but he's yeah, he's your go-to power as far as like getting something done. Especially if he's able to control time travel at this point, which I doubt is going to happen. Based on what we saw in Batman vs Superman, I think that really must it. have been one of his first attempts because he's like, "Am I too soon?" Yeah, Things like that. So I, I, I hope they make Barry a lot smarter too, like more of a forensic scientist. I just they hope we that see completely it. in the show almost. I, I want it some movie, whether it's Justice League, whether it's the Flash movie or something, you need to acknowledge that Flash cameo. You need to show him going through the Speed Force and breaking out and time traveling to Bruce Wayne. There needs to be a reason for that. Yeah. That's the one thing I will give when Marvel and stuff like that. There are no small potatoes. Everything is put there for a reason. reason. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no small story parts. That's a really big story point. So mm. you can't just brush past that like it didn't happen. Mm. So that's one thing I'm excited about. But, I mean, this movie, they're releasing so much, so I have to believe that they had to have learned from Batman versus Superman. There's got to be stuff that they're keeping quiet from us. I mean, we know Steppenwolf. We know Atlantis. We know all this stuff's coming in. What do you think that they didn't get out on the set that you honestly believe is going to be in the movie well I, again we've talked about it before I, I definitely want to see what they do with the green lantern core that has to that that's has, all, it all hinges that, on that it, for me. it really hinges on that because that's one of those things where again earlier this year ryan reynolds stuck it to him 
and Deadpool. It's not the, even just introducing yeah. them. It's that you have to introduce them the right way. Yeah. As much as I love the Green Lantern movie, just because it was live-action Green Lantern, that's what I wanted to see, it did not represent how powerful they are. No. And that's something that really needs to be done well if you're going to have this carried-over universe because of the fact that the Green Lanterns hate on them all you want, guys. They really are no joke. Like, yeah. they are crazy powerful. So they need to be used that They're way. They're the military Your villains need to be chosen yeah. well. Like... You need to figure out what to do with them. So I can understand why they wouldn't announce anything and things like that because that's your that's your Spider-Man. That's your ace in the hole. The one thing that if you tell me right now that if we didn't get a Comic-Con announcement or anything, we went to that movie and Green Lantern shows up in the last 20 minutes, that you wouldn't lose your mind. I'd lose yeah. my mind. Like I would absolutely – I'd be standing up clapping. So I think that's one thing that we may not get. Another thing that I think we that they're not talking – I think we're going to get Black Suit Super. I think they do straight up Return of Superman Superman okay. from a Genesis Chamber – like every, that's the other thing. How do you think they bring him back? Do you either have it that he's just slowly healed in his yeah. coffin? Like I don't think it's that simple. Yeah, but I, I think there's going to be somebody out there. I don't, there's going to be somebody out there who realizes that he may not be dead. Maybe I Steppenwolf. Think, I think it's Lex. I think they have to recruit Lex to bring him back. We know Lex is in Justice League. He goes to start filming in August, which tells you he's at the tail end of the movie. Because if they're on day 31 of 111 now, when they visited two weeks ago, so that means you're 50 days in now. So you're halfway through your shoot. August puts you very near the tail end of your shoot. So I think that Lex helps bring Superman back. Mm -hmm. I think that you got to figure Lex has ultimate access to the crash site of the Mm -hmm. ships, and then Lois knows where the fortress is. So, I mean, there's two people there with access to Kryptonian technology right there. So, I mean, there's two ways to bring him back. I'd really like to see. And if anything of that Genesis chamber survived from the ship that crashed in Metropolis, you can bring him back. Yeah, yeah. The technology of the Genesis chamber works just like a regeneration matrix. I'd really like to see. Some shots of Apocalypse. I think that'd be really cool. And uh, just maybe some new gods like Big Barda or Mr. Miracle would be so awesome. I'd like to get a reverse Flash, even just a glimpse. Yeah. I think that because Flash is your next movie after Justice League. So you need need an after the credits stinger or something like that to set that up. And if the rumors about Ralph Fiennes' Eobard Thawne are true, then I want to see it even more. Because I think that is like the ultimate fan casting to me. But I mean... We know that they're going to do the after credit stingers and stuff like that. They're not even doing it after credits. They're just going to do, like, the moment the movie ends yeah, and stuff yeah. like that because they don't want to rip off Marvel, as they Which said. Which is how DC does it on TV. But, I mean, how, what pick your after credit stinger and stuff like that. What is it? You can only show one scene that's going to set up Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg, which will be out before the next Justice League. Uh, for Wait, a stinger scene for Justice League? Like, yes. at the end of Justice League? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. I would... I mean, the fanboy in me wants to say you get to see Mr. Miracle, but I would just love to see, like, even just the back of Darkseid. Back of Darkseid, but I would say the Furies would be in one yeah, thing. Yeah, that'd want, be really cool, You want to see the female Furies. Then you could see Barda and everything. You could see Big Barda um, and Lasha and all of them, all those, because those, those are iconic characters. Um, I would love, personally, Barry Allen returns to his warehouse, walks in. Flips that light switch on once again, and there's the reverse flash just standing there, and then you just cut out. Yeah. That'd be scary. And for and for if 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 we're dealing with the Aquaman stuff, um, Black Manta mm, or Orm, I think they should go no, with Orm. Orm or you because they haven't talked about it. Mira, if it forgets his wife, you know who becomes his wife because she's there's that whole stare. Jeez, uh, things about that Mira might be getting cut. That's a big deal. Have you guys heard what's going on with Amber Heard? Number one, she's not even physically ready for the role. They've had to hold off on all her costume tests and things like that um, because she's either lost too much weight or something like that where she can't even fit into her costume. And then the, the whole thing with the Johnny Depp thing now, like with yeah, everything that's turning with her whole lawsuits with him and else like that, this whole domestic abuse thing, Warner Brothers might be trying to uh, they, well, just, just get away back from away that. and be like, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a simple recast. It's a very. I wasn't Easy. a big fan of her casting a, to begin with. So it's I mean, a simple recast. So. Honestly, I I would have figured someone a little bit old. I would have gone with like a Julianne Moore or something like that. She's a little, a little, a little too. I'm just saying, in that in that type, that body type. She's a little too old. Or an you, Allison you, Hannigan. Uh, you'd want like you, to bring the levity too. to it. You, like, well, I mean, like if you're thinking about just. But Mara's kind of a badass. Yeah, and that's the whole point. Where depending on the story, the original one she came in because they're not. She's not necessarily Atlanta. She's one of the people from Zebel. Yeah. Um. You know the, that whole story. Jessica Chastain. Um. That. Mm, I would take that. I take that. I would take that. She, have you seen yeah. Huntsman's Winter War? No. She's got the badass in her. Yeah. So, dude, she I plays it. it yeah. She plays it very well. And so you could yeah, you could do that. And that's that's when that I think that's a simple recast for me, but I think one one cool thing that I would like to see with Black Manta is I understand it would be completely changing the mythology, but I kind of with the helmet and everything like that, you could almost do like a guy from Earth or from land that discovers Atlantis and wants to take it for himself and kind of creates the Black Manta technology. That's mm-hmm. something like grounded and real, which is like I like the idea that they want to ground things now, but they also want to just embrace the history of these heroes. I'm like, yeah, you know, we yeah. get it. You don't care about what Bruce Wayne does. You want uh, to see what Batman does. I'd just love to does. see Orm just like tank a city with a huge tidal wave. That would be I so awesome. I want to see a boom awesome. tube. I think that would be great. Which oh, we got to see, see in Batman. You'll see boom, boom tubes. tubes. Yeah. You're going to see some boom tubes. So obviously I know there was tons of news about the Batman solo movie and stuff like that. I don't really want to get into that. One thing that I want to get into with this movie is the fact that we're going to have the Comic-Con presence. Uh, but it's also stated the producers would not comment on any way about Superman in the film. But based on what they saw and learned, they'd say that Superman isn't in the first half of the film and might not be returning until the close to the third act. So Superman comes back. Who, what dire situation are they in with Steppenwolf where Superman needs to come back? Well, Steppenwolf is extremely powerful. Try to deconstruct this movie. From what we know, where do you think they go? I mean, you have to figure Superman is coming back. There's no way this movie ends without Superman no, back. God, I will no. call that right now. Yeah. There is not a single it chance. Can't. It's Justice League. And it's also the intro. You have a chance to do a new costume, a new take on Superman yeah. and stuff like that. So you can kind of rewrite your history with him being reborn here. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I think is huge. I think that there's certain beats that you need to hit. I think each character kind of needs to showcase a signature move a little bit. Think of the Avengers. What If you think of one highlight scene of the Avengers, what is it? To me, it's, it's very simple. It's the circular pan around yeah. shot of them all it's standing a, it's, there it's the Michael Bay shot where they're just exactly. yeah. and then in Avengers 2 it's that splash page shot in the beginning oh God, where with, they're jumping that, that, yeah. no for me I think it's the slow-mo one when they fight Ultron and like Cap's doing the flip oh, and stuff yeah, like that and, kicking and you his see ass. Scarlet Witch bending in it. so that one's really cool to me I think you need to have those team up shots in this movie this is one thing I want to see more than the Avengers is the, them working as a team. In the comics, I always thought of the Avengers as a bunch of individual people that came together when they needed to. The Justice League, I always considered to be well more they're of a team. A, they're like a unit. Exactly. Yeah. So they are like the you, SEAL Team 6, the guys that you send oh, in yeah. like when you want to get it done. Yeah. So I want to see that aspect of it. And I think what they did with Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck sets the stage for that. Say yeah. what you want about their characters. Wonder Woman was showcased as a powerful, badass woman. I, I really well, liked her done a lot. It. I thought she was great. And Ben Affleck got the, the grizzly hardened Bruce Wayne that's been doing this for a long time down. So, I mean, the the two seeds are planted very firmly for you to root your Justice League on. That being said, obviously, Ezra and Ray Fisher are coming in to bring the levity into it. But then how do you supplant Superman back in as the leader of that team? That's the one thing I want to know. Because this movie well, seems like it's going to be like, building their chemistry. Uh, let's say it goes into they're, they're actually physically fighting Steppenwolf. They've gone through, you, you know, you've gone through your whatever he's going to bring, his your little uh, minions but you actually physically fight Steppenwolf and Wonder Woman's not able to take him and uh, Batman's not able to take him 
and he can control Cyborg. It's like, oh, you're made of. That's the thing we know is going to happen. Too. It's going to happen. Steppenwolf's going to control him. And the Flash, and, and the Flash might just be outsmarted. He's an experience. Yeah, an experience. So that that's where you're going to have that level. You're going to need that Superman type opponent. Uh, you're going to need to have that where Superman is the only one who's going to be able to step up for this one. And it again, looking at what we've seen from BBS, that you know how he comes back, he might be affected by, you know, something. The other thing you could do with the Flash, too, that I think would be really cool is if over the course of, like, the final battle or something, another reason Superman needs to come back, Flash tries to run crazy, does something, accidentally time travels for the first time. So he's gone. He's removed from the situation. So then it's, oh, what do we do now? You know what I mean? I can honestly see that with a Flash that doesn't know the extent of his powers, you could totally see in a battle with someone with the likes of Steppenwolf, him pushing it to the limit. I mean, it's happened on the show, too. Every time it's happened on the show, which is the one thing I like, I call it reflex travels because it's literally him not trying to do it. It's just him needing to do it. You know what I mean? So I like the aspect that I think that's one cool way, and that spins you off into your Flash movie where you can go, oh, where did he go? How did he get spit out? So, I mean, there's cool things that you can do from there, but I think that's one way that you could realistically eliminate one of your powers where you're like, you need Superman to come back in right now. And even then, how does Superman defeat Steppenwolf? I mean, how do you honestly see you think so? I think I think if you bring him back, you have to make him like the most powerful version of Superman that you oh, could possibly yeah. He's make. He's like him. Superman Prime, exactly. Which I think would be really cool to see. But I like the idea of even him coming back and still not being able to defeat them, and then the lanterns have to come. Because that's where that's where it has to be. Where you're talking about uh, physically, Superman can beat him, but we're talking about apocalypse and all the things that apocalypse can bring. Are they fighting and, on apocalypse or Earth? No, they're fighting on Earth. But here's the other thing about the Green Lanterns and people like the, that Justice League special was the most information we've had about the Green Lantern yeah. Corps for anything. And that was the big key word there. He said, it is not the Green Lanterns. It is the Green Lantern Corps, yeah. the entire Corps. So I honestly see an army of parademons, Steppenwolf, everybody like fighting, and then just a wave of Green Lanterns coming down to help them at the end. You could see the secondary lanterns taking out parademons and things like that, and then Hal and Jon Stewart helping the league. Yeah. Like, I could honestly see that happening. It's like the, that dire strait where, like, Lord of the Rings at the—remember the Battle of the Two Towers yeah. at the end where you're like, what is going to happen, dude? And then the riders show up, yeah. and you're like, I think that type of— I think Guy, Guy Gardner's going to save the day, man. I, You know what? I would honestly—I'd be happy to see Guy Gardner. <laughs> I'd but be apparently, so happy to see Guy Gardner. Here's the key that kills me. Apparently, Jeff Johns and Zack Snyder are working on a top-secret DC project, and then it comes out today that uh, Jeff Johns desperately wants to get Simon Baz— into the DC universe. They like, created them. Yeah, well, I mean, just the Green Lantern news is is so tight-lipped and locked down that I think that there's no way that it's not in this movie. I'm kind of already tired of Simon Baz, and he hasn't even been around for too long. I, the, I will like the one thing that they talked about in the Green Lantern number one is the reason he carries the gun now, and I get that. It's because he doesn't trust the ring. He doesn't trust no, its power if it ever fades out or anything like that. He yeah, wants it, that backup. It's like you, you want that backup where it's like, oh, something happened. And oh, he's the only Green Lantern to get his ring in jail, which I kind of yeah, respect, yeah. which is really cool. I, well, he, I like he was given the choice of a red ring and yep, a and green, he chose. The green Okay, Which I really like because the red ring will kill you if you don't have a blue lantern around. And there's only one blue lantern around now. So, But that's one thing I love about the lantern mythos and why you can introduce them. Because with those other lanterns and what Jeff Johns did, you have such a rich history with them yeah. now that you can bounce off of. But I think they need to be used well. This this movie, there's so much hinging on it for me. Because as much as I love Batman vs. Superman, we all know that it had its fatal flaws. It, we'll see what the Ultimate Edition brings, which is one thing I'm excited about. When does that come out? That oh, July they, 16th. July 16th. It's Man, already it's, out online. It's, 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 but even outside of that, Jenna Malone, like we were all assuming Jenna Malone was, was better, Oracle. Right? Or anything. Or, anything. anything and important. it's like, oh, nope, you're yeah, uh, Star, Star Labs. Nameless and then nameless lab tech. But, I mean, I really think that I have high hopes, better hopes than I had after Batman vs. Superman panels, just hearing about this set visit. Yeah. 
I mean, think about what we heard in those two, the rooftop scene and Flash meeting Batman alone, I think are huge, huge, huge scenes. Like, and I think that they, they've been pulled off well. And what they're doing with the Flash differentiates from the CW, which was a, another huge thing for me. What they're doing with Cyborg, I could disagree with a little bit of CGI. One Woman and Batman, we've agreed that they're fine. I mean, if you had to pick another human character other than Gordon, who do they have to nail right in this movie that's a non-powered character? Non-powered character that they have to nail right. Um, yeah, I'd say Amanda Waller, but she's in Suicide Squad. Well, I mean, maybe we do get Amanda Waller in this film. I, th- I think that's. I would take that. I think it's Lex Luthor. I think that you have to turn around what you've done with Luthor oh, a little yeah, bit to establish to him. He was so forgettable in that movie that I uh, totally but in just the, forgot. In the extended scene, I did watch the end. The end scene where Batman's against him in prison. In the extended version, he talks about how he knows Bruce Wayne is Batman, but he's like, "Who would ever believe me?" This and that. But it's just the idea of Lex knowing who people are oh, yeah. and. That all-powerfulness, but I see them having to bring him Yeah, they're him really doing a big thing with Lex, too, in the comic books, where he's more of, like, this kind of jerky superhero. Because he's, I mean, he's one of the supermen now. Well, I mean, Lex has always had that Magneto-type mentality where he's just trying to protect humans. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, no, and that's what Superman always said. Like, if you weren't always just trying to defeat me, you would have already saved the world without me. So you're I, just... I didn't like the whole thing where they made him president and all that stuff. I, I could oh, do without. I like that. Because well, like like, remember, you're dealing with a guy who's narcissistic and has got ego problems. So the idea. Well, you also got to remember that this isn't Lex Luthor. This is Lex Luthor Jr. Yeah, so... I hope that we get to see like a real Lex Luthor. I mean, who do you cast? Do you bring back Gene Hackman? Oh, nah. Yeah. Nah, somebody a little uh, bit I, younger. I, I, I would love to see Kevin Spacey redo the role. I think he was so good. He was pretty good. I, he's he the was, best part I, of that I, movie. I would, I would have loved to see him redo that. But the fact of the matter is... Rosenbaum I, was pretty good. That's well, the one I would... Like, that, it, honestly, right. I think he's the best, less, best Lex Luthor he's we've also ever had. The guy, again, Michael Rosenbaum, if you ever see this, loved you in Smallville, loved you as the Flash. Yeah, uh, he's the boys. It just... Oh. <laughs> and Because he's just got this... Nice. What history. he brought to Lex Luthor though was that friendship, like yeah. that whole idea of you were my best friend, and now like I know who you are, and it's my and that mission whole storyline was ripped right out of this Mark Wade comic called Birthright. Like the, yeah. the end of the season eight finale where they're in the fortress together, and Lex is bringing the fortress down around them. So it's just like amazing stuff. But you got to figure they also had ten years of show to be able to tell those stories. Oh, I mean, yeah. here we're getting two hours, so it's like, yeah. what do you really I want hope to watch? Smallville. I haven't watched it since I own it was the whole aired. series. If you ever want to borrow it, I would like to. So yeah. well made, like honestly. It, and for what it was, which was the whole theory of no flights, no tights. Yeah. We're never going to show him. Fl- he only flew three times in the course of that entire show. I mean, he like floated a few times. But... Yeah, but like the three times he actually flew, and two of them were under red kryptonite influence. Yeah. So, I mean, it was very well made. The thing is, I, th- I hope that they learn from Batman versus Superman as far as continuity, because you're balancing so many pieces in this movie, and each one is leading into its own movie after this, whereas the Marvel approach was, let's set them up in their own movies, then unite them. It's Going exactly in that opposite. reverse order, you really need to establish strong aspects of these characters very early on, which is something that, like, Wonder Woman, yeah, as much as she came in at the very end of Batman versus Superman, what they did with her in the 15 minutes of screen time she has yeah, established she, her. Yeah, yeah, totally. And she owned it, and she owned it. It and, and it makes me look forward to seeing uh, the movie that comes out next year because oh, yeah, it's the like, little clips that they've shown already it's like, look awesome. And I feel like what you're doing now with cutting it into one movie, condensing down, saying, "All right, you know, we've learned our mistakes here and things like that." I think that this movie is going to be much better than people expect it to be. I think people Justice are going to go. Yeah, I think this movie is going to. 
I don't think that this movie gets critically well-reviewed either. I think that there's still going to be that bias. This will be one of those movies where the fans go out, and this is a fan service movie. Mm. I think they, they learn we don't need to make this movie for critics anymore. As much as Marvel movies get great reviews, they don't make those movies for critics. They make well, those all, movies for us. They're also owned by Disney, and like, they're just highly regarded companies. Yeah, but I mean, like, Warner Brothers is no joke. I mean, they, no, there is a reason why they, they bought out DC in the first place, and then they started, you know, purging their Marvel properties. What would you do right now? The very end credits of Justice League is Ezra Miller going back into his apartment instead of the reverse Flash being there. Portal opens up and Grant Gustin's Flash runs through. It's like, hey, that was... Dude, if you saw Grant Gustin's Flash appear on the screen, you wouldn't lose your mind? I would... I mean, I can't describe it. I mean, Crisis on Infinite Earth seems like a great place to go from there. Yeah, it would. It's it definitely would. There's so many good. Like when you think of like Marvel, like oh yeah, they've been building to Infinity War all along. But it's like they have nothing set up after that. There's no. No, I think they've done. Well, I mean, there's no like storylines planted very early on with DC. There's so many for like the next round. There's so many different storylines with DC that are very easy to implant very early. Where you don't need seven movies to set them up. You know what I mean? No, no, no. But I, I mean, like for the Marvel film, I think they did implant a little bit with the last uh, with Captain America that they are setting up for Secret War in some way shape or form I just, Secret War like yeah with the no, scrolls no I'm sorry it's Secret Invasion Secret oh. Invasion Secret Invasion, like, <laughs> Secret invasion. Just I was like wait 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 no wrong if they yeah. ever made John Hickman and Isad Ribic's Secret Wars into a movie I would never watch another movie again I would only watch that movie yeah. I think DC lends itself to more of those world encompassing storylines yeah. for what they're doing but I think it's going to be really interesting to t- see this reverse effect of let's team them up first and then and split them off in their individual movies. No. It's a lot to balance. I think this is easily going to be a close to a three-hour movie. I think yeah. this is a two-and-a-half-hour movie I easily. Think that, I, I think they need to do that. I think there has to be a balance. They, I think they've learned their mistakes that we've talked about it many times. They've learned their mistakes from BVS. Um, you know, get back to basics. The fact that they, you know, there were so many leaks on that set uh, from and then the Suicide Squad. And that's the squad. other thing is we got nothing for the first yeah. 30 days of this shoot, and then they had their one press right. day, and I don't think we'll get anything after this, other than what we get at Comic-Con. Yeah, and so we, who, know, who, knows what, who knows what happened in the beginning of those shoots? Uh, we're seeing what they wanted to show us now. We'll see what happens after Comic-Con, and then we'll just have to wait. I, I'm calling it now. My true prediction for Comic-Con is they unite the seven on stage. And you, you do that? When you is don't Comic-Con? Need... Next week? Yeah, No, uh, July 9th to the 12th. Two weeks? Two weeks. But you, you do that, you don't need to do anything. You don't even need to show a trailer. You don't even need to show yeah. a sizzle reel. You get all seven Justice League members up there, you win Comic-Con. There's nothing that Marvel can do that's going to top that. It's the that. Justice League, man. Yeah. They've been it's around the, and no, and it's not the just beginning. The, think about it. They won Comic-Con last year just putting the Trinity up there and showing one quick yeah. scene. And then before that, they won Comic-Con just showing the Batman vs. Superman logo. And, and having uh, Henry Lennox come out and just read the, the yeah. Dark Knight Returns clip. But, I mean, you get all seven up there. There's, there's cake, no competition. Cake. And if you confirm Green Lantern before you go into that movie, you are immediately increasing that box office by $30, $40 million because you're going to immediately draw in an audience that wants to see the entire Justice League together. If you know that all yeah. seven members are going to be there, that's a movie you want to go see. I say first act of this movie, Batman recruiting the team. Second act is the establishment of Steppenwolf as a threat. And third act is Superman's return and the final battle. I mean— they're laying the the seeds for a very well made DC universe. Sounds be like skeptical if you want to be, like but I mean everything coming out of that set report. There was not a single piece of info that I was like, ugh, really, you know. And that's that's a huge deal. Saying something like when I found out Doomsday was in BBS, I was like, really, you're wasting him that early. Well, well like, yeah, I mean, it, there was so many things wrong. It's because they scrapped the Superman sequel. That's the reason why Doomsday went in there. Yeah. But even outside of that, even when they showed the trailer, I thought that was again, you're like. 
Even if, yeah, if you keep him in the movie, just don't show him in the trailer. Like, you just, that, you just oh didn't need to show him. If you'd saved that, it would have been a great third act. They showed the entire plot of that movie, movie. in that trailer. Yeah, which is Every one thing scene. that I don't think that we're going to get even close to that this yeah. time around, which is why I think Green Lantern is their Spider-Man. I think that, because that, think about what that Spider-Man marketing did for that film. You knew he was in it, but they purposefully edited him out of the big show, like the airport scenes, everything else like that. He's completely edited out of those in the trailers until after the movie until came it, out. Well, no, they, they basically, like, two weeks before, like, here you go. And you're like, and, and, you know, and we hey, all everyone. lost our minds. We were all like, just like, that little, hey, guys. Hey, guys. And you're like. And tell me that you, you don't even need to show him in the trailer. You just show them, like, in the height of a battle, and then just a bright green light shines yeah. on them. And or then, that cover of Rebirth where it's just, like, the glove with the beam coming out of the ring. I'd lose that my would be mind. Really cool. I would lose my mind. And this, so, I mean, obviously, guys, there's tons of great stuff coming out of the Justice League. You can check out Collider.com and Uproxx. Those were the two most reliable as far as encompassing everything because a lot of sites are breaking this down into 20 things we learned from sure, the set yeah, for yeah. clickbait and stuff. So Collider had the full report. I mean, so wrapping things up here, if there was anything that came out of these set reports, clips, anything like that, that you guys really it hooked you in to want to see this movie, what would it be? For me, I think it's that scene of Batman meeting the Flash. I think the way that that was written, the way that it's played out. It's perfect. It's got the levity. It's got the comedy that I'm looking for. I'm I'm looking for the rooftop scene with Jim, Jim Gordon because I, I, I just to see that again. J.K. Simmons is such a wonderful actor, and I want to see that interaction with him and Batman and what he brings to that role. You got to figure their relationships 20, 25 years in at this yeah, deep. Yeah, and, so, so, and it's like they're comrades. It's just like you 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 have to have that. So I want to see the rapport that he has with uh, Ben Affleck on screen and. They see that and it's like, oh, who are these guys? And yeah, I'm with you there. It's definitely going to be an interesting movie. I hope we get a little bit of a teaser trailer at Comic Con. I don't think that they go there without something. Yeah, yeah. but like I said, you Even put the seven stills. up there, you win for me. But I mean, that's all I'm really hoping for. I just want Green Lantern at this point. Oh, that's, also the logo, the, like the logo for the I movie really like it looks it. great. I like it a lot. Yeah. And it's simple. Like it's very just, minimalist. And I, that's the thing is like I can't understand why Marvel will come out and say, "Oh, it's the Avengers. It's brilliant. This and that. And everything's so simple and well put together." But everything in DC just has to be chaos, according to them. So it's very biased. The opinions, like, "Oh, they're trying too hard" and things like that. I'm like, "No, they're not. They just learned from their mistakes with Batman vs Superman, and they're trying to make a quality comic yeah, book movie." I, I, I think which I think one of the things is where DC and slash Warner Brothers was too reactionary. They kept seeing what Marvel was doing, and they kept trying to mimic or copy it in some way, shape, or form, and that killed them. I think what we're seeing out of this one is like we're going our own route with this, and we're trying to make you know. So the Justice League logo, the book is very simple. The scenes are very simple. They're being very open. This is what this is about. We're not going to, they're not trying to kill you with surprises. I think the biggest thing that they learned is whereas Batman versus Superman, and you could say Man of Steel as well, they tried to make a superhero drama. Oh, yeah. Which is now they've learned a lesson where you can just make a superhero movie, a popcorn fan service movie, and we will turn out in droves. We just want to see our heroes on screen. Yeah. So I like the idea that there's some well encompassing storylines and stuff like here, but it sounds like more so than they're going just the DC animated movie route. Like, yeah, that's. that's that's Which, what they should if be you doing. Go that yeah. route, you started doing that, then you're going to win. You're going to win, win Marvel because DC animated movies are by far the, the best superhero movies that are made. Yeah, pretty good. Argue yeah. all you want about Marvel. There are more character development, more no, emotion I, I, in those, more motion in animated movies than I've ever seen yeah, in a live action. I, I completely movie. agree with that because if anybody's seen those, uh, the recent Justice League, if you don't cry when Batman gets the letter at the end of Flashpoint from his yeah. dad, then you're just a soulless ginger and you shouldn't be watching this show. <laughs> I think no offense to gingers. <laughs> no, much offense to gingers. That's why sperm banks. Do you know sperm banks won't take redheaded men? Oh, That's boy. a real thing. 
They don't want the ginger line to continue. What is this rabbit hole? Really? <laughs> Suddenly you're now become the anti-ginger podcast. Like <laughs> Ginger Snaps Weekly. On- ginger Snaps <laughs> is a good segment name for... Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! All right, guys. So I think that's going to wrap things up for this week. We want to thank you for tuning in for our special Justice League episode. Make sure you check out all the great reports that came out. And be sure to check out Comic-Con for the Justice League panel July 7th through 9th. And for this week's episode of Get Your Geek On, I've been Charles Kiewatz. Robert Dokes. I'm Anthony Arsenio. And make sure you check out all the great shows on the Nerdorama Network. You guys have a week. Get your freak on. Get your freak on.